Hang on, hang on. Let's pull it in a little bit. Get the dolly to move it forward. The dolly's just the table I'm pulling on. There we go. My knees are so high up. All right. Pusheen is... Hold on, let me, let me check my Pusheen barometer here. All right, here we go. Here we go. Just letting the star show itself. Uh, oh, sorry. Hello. I think you need a new calendar. Well, this was the 2019 calendar, but I prefer to live in 2019. Do you have the stickers? Yeah, they're all up on the wall over there with the rest of the comic book stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I just go by the 2019 Pusheen calendar because it's better than going by any 2020 calendar. Because if you go by a 2020 calendar, then you have to accept that 2020 is real. And if we just ignore 2020, it'll go away. I just see. like that episode of The Simpsons. Just don't look. Just, just don't, don't look. look. Do, do, do. Anyway. I am the Sussman Rick Sussman, joined as always by El Lestrange, El the Strange, and uh, we are the Read Pile, and we are here to review comic books and talk to you about comic bookery, and also drink many, many, many coffees. Mmm, that's good. If you have any comments or you'd like to contribute to the conversation, please feel free. Uh, it rolls through on our little feed here, so we're happy to try and respond uh, as best we can in real time. I will say this. I always hate having this backlit, even though it looks better, because it looks like I have no hair. It's there. It's just very white. All right? Just accept. Just trust me on this. It's just very, very gray. Goo! <laughs> Uh, before we get to the comic book reviews, we always like to start with a bit of comic book news, and this is going to be some comic book news that hits home, especially for us, because it affected our local comic shop this week. Many comic book review shows and podcasts and whatnot will try and do their shows on uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays. In fact, in our first iteration of the Read Pile, we would always upload our, our episode Thursday morning. This is no longer uh, a possibility for a show like ours because we are so heavily invested in DC Comics. We're big DC Comics nerds. We've got, there's Green Lantern over here. We've got a homemade Justice League thing over there. There's lots of DC stuff in our house. Um, and what happened this week is DC Comics, well, it wasn't just this week, but very recently, if you've been paying attention, you know that DC Comics broke from uh, Diamond Distribution. So DC no longer sends its books out through Diamond. It sends it sort of by carrier pigeon, or I don't know what. But it caused our local comic shop to be extraordinarily delayed on a regular comic book week. So books that should have showed up Wednesday only got to their shop Saturday morning. Now, that's bad enough, right? Like, you want to get your books on Wednesday. You want to be able to read your comics as soon as you walk in. You know, some people have, like, this Wednesday tradition where you show up on Wednesday morning, you know, you're, hey, you're banging on the wall to get your new books. I, I used to work at a comic book store for years. There are people who would walk in as soon as we opened the door on Wednesday morning to get their stuff. So you can't do that anymore, with DC specifically. Um, so that sucks. But what's worse... What's worse is some stores did get their books on Wednesday. Others didn't. So those stores that got their books on Wednesday, they are sitting pretty. They have all their comics. They were able to file all their books. They had a full wall, right? Yeah. But the stores that didn't, well, they got nothing. And that's really messed up. That's going to cause a lot of problems. Not just for subscribers like us, but for regular everyday people who are just 
walking through the uh, mall or maybe they're just trying to get out and about in our new COVID lifestyle and, you know, you, you put your mask on, you want to go check out whatever the hell this store is, it's open, and look, half the wall is empty. That probably is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, was it ever clarified why they broke apart from them? They didn't like the fact that Diamond get basically had got to set their own parameters. And it's true. Diamond is a monopoly. They shouldn't be allowed to be the only game in town. They just are. And they've just been that way for 25... There's a cat in a box. For 25 years. So it was one of those things where DC was like, we're not going to use Diamond anymore. And everyone was like, yeah, screw Diamond. They're the worst. Wait, how are you going to get comics to people? Hmm. So... I love the idea that DC is trying to market itself as an alternative to the standard. And if the standard is Marvel and we're DC nerds, then we should be all for it. The problem is, when you do that, you have to have something backing and, you know, like, it, why is this not already in place? And then what are you, what are you really trying to do? What, are you, what is your end game here? Is your end game, like, is it kind of mysterious? Are you, are you planning on just taking everything online? Like, maybe you just want to market directly to the consumer, since, you know, we buy stuff through Amazon, we buy stuff through Ikea online, everyone's shopping at home, nobody's really going out anymore for any number of reasons. Is DC's plan to just market directly to customers? Which I think is cool, but they did that in the 90s when you could, like, mail in your own subscription, right? People like going to comic book stores. They like interacting with people, they like talking about comics. That's how you learn more about books. Twitter's really cool about that. You can be on Twitter and talking to, you know, creators and writers, but ultimately they're trying to put books in your hand because they want to eat just like we do. Yeah, I like the idea of our comic shop basically going in and saying and putting in books into our sub mm-hmm. that they think would overlap what we're already reading. Yep. Uh, and you don't really get that with these online things. I mean, you don't get those suggestions. Right. And I look forward to them because sometimes eh, it's a flop, but, (laughs) you know, I'm still happier to know that I was able to read it and, you know, and give it a chance. I would rather have the opportunity to spend an extra four or five bucks on a book that I have no idea about. But because another human has looked at it, read it, and said, you know, Rick would probably really like to read um, Ludocrats, or Rick would be really interested in uh, the new, um, what was it that I picked up? Uh, uh... Oh, I, I checked out The Goddamned, which was a sequel to a book that I read previously. This was never... I wouldn't have known that this existed. I don't have FOCs. I don't, I don't follow, you know, religiously what's happening in the world of comic books on to the point that I can look over and say, next week I'm getting this, 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 and this. I have a comic book shop for that. They do that for me. That, yeah. that used to be how things were done. It was just like, I have a guy for that. It's a whole store. <laughs> yeah, and if your comic shop doesn't do that... They really should. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, maybe we're just too spoiled by ours. <laughs> I mean, you, you would think we are, but this is standard operating procedure. If you're a comic book store, if you're any store, and you've got a, a group of people who you know will be shopping with you on a regular basis, then you should be able to figure out, I think if, if Elle comes in, she's going to want something Batman related. Yeah. <laughs> cross things is... It's awesome. I, I love that they, they do it and that and not only, you know, it builds our read pile. Yeah, well, yes. And not only that, but it allows you to go in and, like, 
For instance, last week I found a Batman That Laughs pop vinyl. I have a Pusheen pop vinyl now. You saw, you were able to see the Batman Pride vinyl, and you're like, that's mine. Um, and then you re- you didn't re- do the reviews this week for them, but you did get the gold key. You, oh, the golden books. The golden books, yeah. the little golden books. Yeah. And you wouldn't even know that those existed had you not even been to your comic book store. They didn't have the ones in stock that we wanted, but... Whether they're there or they're not there, if the store isn't there, if the store doesn't have the product in hand, nine times out of ten, we don't know it's there. Because we rely on our local comic book store to, to give us that. Maybe we're old fuddy-duddies who just likes going in and, you know, con- conversing with our friends behind the counter. Maybe we're doing it wrong. I don't know. But I know that if DC, if they want to do it this way, I'm all for it. But you have got to get your books into the hands of your stores all at once. Because if I go down the street to comic book store A, and they have all their DC books, and then I go down to another store, comic book store B, and comic book store B doesn't have their books, comic book store B is going to look like they're going out of business. Like, I shouldn't shop there anymore, you know? Yeah. That's messed up. All right. So, kind of a light comic book news uh, week this week. We're still waiting to hear more about these um, uh, online uh, convention events and things like that. Um, there is one thing I did want to point out before we get to reviewing books, though. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I've noticed a number of bizarre print choices in my local, in, in our most recent books. So this is from Strange Adventures number two, which technically debuted this week. Um, I had to look up the back of the book, and it said, yeah, Strange Adventures number two, June 2020. That's the published date, yeah. okay? There's an ad in here for WonderCon for this year... For April. Now, I know because of COVID, there was a delay in comics and when they showed up, but... You would think you would correct that. Or, or I don't know. Do, a Snickers ad there. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Like, I, I'm looking at the book, I'm like, oh, you know, this book was probably originally, pu- it was going to be published in April and it got pushed back to June. But then the published date is June. And I'm pretty sure WonderCon is online now, just like with the San Diego. I think it's... An at-home virtual. Uh, let me let me the see. The last time I saw online. Let me see if it's mentioned. I don't think it mentioned. It was that. so bizarre to see this. Um, Anaheim Convention Center badges available online only. Anaheim Anaheim Comic Con, and I'm just looking at this ad going, "What is this? Like, how is this here?" And I, I'm looking at the other ads. Yes, and and it does say 2020 on there, so that's not like they're. Talking about next year ahead of time. And on the other <laughs> on the other side, they've got an ad for May. So this was the covers were clearly produced, you know, probably in March. I would I would That's assume. Hilarious. But it's one of those things where it's like, I don't really have anyone to blame for this, but that is very peculiar. Alright. So, Miss L the Strange, uh, are you ready to review your comic books? Yes. Sir, as oh. a cat plays with a tennis ball over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's adorable. Why are you playing with that? Don't eat that. Oh it's my not, god. Okay. <laughs> All right. First up, Harley Quinn. So we have Harley Quinn, and this is uh, issue seventy-four. Um, you're just picking this book back up. You uh, you saw the cover. You saw the. This is technically a variant cover. It's a fifty-fifty variant, and you said that looks like fun. It does. I was reading Harley. Uh, somehow got off track of it. Well, you, you um, left when, when Jimmy and Amanda left. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. So it, I, it gives me, um, it gives me a thrill to read for somebody else, like through somebody else's voice, uh, yeah. voice and everything. You can still hear her 
freezing in her vernacular is there. Good and 50 cent word vernacular. Just, it's perfect. I can hear her voice. I can hear that accent um, <laughs> that she has, and, and I, I love it. Um, and in this book, she's basically she's in battle with uh, Granny Goodness. Yes. Um, and Harley does the typical um, bond with your enemy, bring the walls down, oh. attack. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing. It's it was just perfect. It was like that's Harley. That's what she does. <laughs> um, and it was. It was good to see that she was able to find uh, vengeance uh, for her friend's death, um, so that's that's great. But honestly, I don't know if I agree with what's going on. Hold on, with, hold on. That's a, a huge spoiler. With a particular character that you find out about at the end of the episode, or no, well, not the episode, <laughs> the, the, the issue with um, with Harley. I don't know how I feel. I'll talk about a bit more in the next issue when it's not such a surprise. There you go. It is definitely a spoiler at the, on the very last page. Uh, I don't want to say too much more. You now, obviously already know that Booster Gold is associated. Oh, so there we but go. He, he's already mentioned in the issue. Well, I, but, I was going to stop you and tell you they totally, they already spoiled it. It was all over Twitter already. Oh, I've been trying to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually love the idea of Booster and Harley um, be, but to me, this is just this is just like watching the Harley Quinn TV show that we just watched, the the animated series. Except yeah. if you take Booster out and replace him with Kite Man, pretty much the exact same character. All right, all right, I can get that. I can get behind <laughs> that. I. You're gonna have to see know. where it goes. I, huh? I'm gonna have to see more. I have to see what the relationship builds to. <laughs> like, is it gonna? I don't know. I guess because I haven't been reading anything of Booster Gold, you know. It looks to read. It's Booster Gold. Uh, Come on, you know. Okay, right. you know what? I, I think I think they'll pull it off. They're, this issue writes Harley really well. I think they can grasp Booster Gold. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. All right, what else you got on your the read pile? All right, so this. This is. Batman The Adventure Continues, The Adventures Continue, pardon me, mm -hmm. issue two by our friends Paul Dini and, well no, just Paul Dini, by, by your friend, your actual friend Paul Dini. Oh, I like to pretend he is. <laughs> <laughs> you met him on more than one occasion. Yes, I have, I'm sure he was there's... completely creeped out by me. <laughs> <laughs> oh good, another nerd girl oh, who wants you to sign things. Oh, whatever. Oh, no. Well, at least she smells okay. <laughs> oh, she knows car I drive. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting outside the California comic book store. Hello, Paul Dini. <laughs> so, in this, we are instantly thrown into a fight with uh, Clayface. Classic character. Love it. Um, just his reactions during the whole fight and everything was perfect. It's exactly what I remember from the um, animated series. Mm -hmm. Kind of that, that feeling. Love it. Um, but there's this guy that watches from the shadows. It's of weird they don't say who he is but he's there in more than one um part of the book uh and in the meantime <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that's a, that's, that's a cat that, butt that, that was that's a cat, cat butt, butt. Okay. cat butt but at the same time we have deathstroke is trying to pry robin and batgirl away from batman for some reason it's mm. very weird um now uh, real quick did they say which robin this is is this like tim drake or is this dick grayson robin do we know like in the animated series, it was um, it was never one hundred percent one way or the other because eventually in the animated series we did get Nightwing. I didn't catch that. I don't okay, know. that's fine. 
Um, so anyway, um, Robin, of course, is curious. So he basically sees Deathstroke and follows him into a fight with um, with another character with Firefly. Firefly. And Man, I think it really, that's it, what kind of gets me, though, on the, in the, yeah. the issue, is what my problem is, is that Batman knows all this is going on. He's told that there's a mysterious character that's watching them from the shadows. He's told about what Deathstroke is saying about Robin and Batgirl being so good, and he just, it's kind of weird that he has, like, this interest in them, and you want to know why, and you're just kind of like, okay, so what's going on with these particular individuals? But Batman doesn't seem so concerned. I don't understand. <laughs> like, he's off fighting another person, um, the Mad Hatter, and he, it, it, you're just like, okay, so I don't, I just, I'm a little lost on that. Okay. I, I feel like he would have more interest in that and ha- and put more investigation into what's going on. So you think this might be something we're going to possibly double back to in, like, later issues? Well, this is definitely still continuing in okay. and, and the whole story. Um, you don't get it resolved, hmm. you know? And I, well, just, I felt a little let down about that. Uh, that's that's but fair. But I, I could see at the same time trying to expand the story. Yeah. If you, want, you don't want to always tell your full story on one issue, but... So it's kind of a, it's a good or bad. It's bad because I don't feel like that's how Batman would react. And, but it's good that the story's going to continue. Well, we know it's Batman. He always has a plan. Yeah. So there, There's something, yeah. it's not that he doesn't know or that he doesn't it, but care. It, but it's the issue just, did make you feel a little, like, deflated, I guess. Yeah, it did. Uh, well, issue one, of course, you, you loved, you adored it. So it doesn't really surprise me that issue two kind of, like, pulled back a little. Um, but... I mean, are you mad about it? Are you going to drop it or anything? No, I'm no, definitely yeah. not done, right? It's still incredibly well written. It's it's great. All right. Yeah. So now we have your pick of the week. Look at that. The pick of the week. Oh, surprise. Yeah, what, what are the odds that Wonder Woman would make your the pick of the week this week? I will make sure to tweet specifically at Steve Orlando. Hey, thanks for writing a Wonder Woman comic that Elle the Strange loved. Did that really say featuring the Phantom Stranger? Oh, yeah. That... It's already known because um, at the end of the last issue, Phantom Stranger they um, actually get into a battle, and we pick up right back at it at Heaven's Gate uh, between Wonder Woman and Phantom Stranger. Such they a funny are joke. trying to um, basically fight out who gets to um, release the punishment to uh, Paula von Gunther uh, as she's sitting in stone, um, right in the middle of the battle while they're going back and forth. <laughs> And eventually, of course, you know, Wonder Woman uses her lasso because um, that just always comes to play. Lasso, uh, yes. by the way, it's a lasso. 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 And with her lasso, <laughs> she's able to take down uh, Phantom Stranger and find find out what his real um, intentions were to getting Paula and uh, all right. And everything. So. so, so there's a battle going on at Heaven's Gate, which is hilarious, by the way. That's a great joke. Um, you might not remember this, but in I think it was the late '90s, there was the Heaven's Gate cult, which was a bunch of people who all wore like purple tennis shoes or something and killed themselves. Yeah. And they were the Heaven's Gate. So I just every time you mention that, it, oh, it's happening at Heaven's Gate. I'm just like, eh, it's funny. Um, I got to know something though, because I'm a big DC nerd. I follow DC culture. Like I know the mythology. Where's the Spectre? Has the Spectre shown up yet? No. 
that is going to bug me. That is absolutely going to bug me because if you've got Phantom Stranger and you're dealing with the idea of punishment, the, the, the specter is supposed to be the right hand of God. He doles out the punishments. So the fact that there's no specter makes me a little disappointed. Now, I'm not reading the book, so I can't really say shit further than that because, uh, you know, you're reading it and I'm not. But uh, continue. Well, I will say that I love this uh, issue because she basically, Wonder Woman explains that redemption can only come from yourself. Uh, and <laughs> if you can't love yourself. <laughs> How the hell are you going to love anybody else? Thank you, RuPaul. I love you. <laughs> yes, we've been watching a rap, uh, rewatching all the Jack uh, Race. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can definitely hear Steve Orlando using RuPaul references uh, at a very outspoken member of the LBGT community. But, so. but <laughs> it, that is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman believes that That's everybody awesome. is able to write their own path. Correct. That they can... Find, like you said, refine redemption within yourself, but make sure that you are bringing justice to play too. Um, and she's able to pick if she wants to go to Earth or if she wants to stay in the mascara and face her judgment. Paula or Wonder Paula. Woman? Paula. Okay, so Paula uh, gets to choose. She gets to choose. Which, what does she want? Man's judgment or does she want the judgment of the Amazons? Of the Amazons, what she chooses. Um, she still feels kind of a little weary yeah. about things, being there and everything, but she definitely decided that she was going to stay with them. Now, we, we picked up this story very late into the story because, you know, we finally got our comics back to us uh, after a three-month hiatus. Mm -hmm. Does this make you want to go back and maybe catch up on the Paula character? Is this a new character? I assume it's been... I would, but they open up at the end of this issue um, already, mm -hmm. um, talking about how the portal to them is open. Right. Uh, and how they are going to go out to the world, to um, man's world, mm -hmm. and, and help them. And basically go over all the different things that they have as far as technology and just you know how to live with an um with the outside world so it does a good job recapping things oh yeah okay all right well good so once again uh the pick of the week for l the strange is uh wonder woman number 758 that's a big number yeah, it is. all right now on to my uh the read pile and to begin with, uh, by the way, there's a running theme in my read pile this week. Uh, it's loss. And uh, we get progressively more, uh, like my read pile, by the way, this week was, I'm going to kick you in the nads, but then I'm going to do it again, and then one more time just for good measure. So every now and again, you get really lucky, and all three or four or ten of your books, whatever's on your read pile, is just full of just heartbreak. And I, I was lucky enough, honored really, to have that opportunity this week. So we begin this week's uh, reviews with Batman number 94. This will be, I believe, the final issue before we walk into Joker War. God knows it should be. Um, we get a really cool action shot of a new Batman costume at the end of the issue. Nice. Yeah, so uh, it's very it's very reminiscent of uh, the Azrael Batman, not with all the armor, but before he went and put all the armor on. Um, I'm kind of okay with it. I much prefer Greg Capullo's version with uh, the Scott Snyder Greg Capullo with the with the yellow insignia outside of the uh, black bat. I thought that was really cool, but I, I thought that was badass that we got to see a brand new uh, Batman costume at the end of the issue. The issue in and of itself is just sort of wrapping up 
this very long preamble to what will ultimately be Joker War. And, you know, the relationship shattered. So basically, the idea here is Batman and Catwoman, if you haven't been, if you've been living in under a rock, uh, they almost got married, didn't happen, spoiler from about 50 issues ago. Um, but their relationship has been very rocky since then. And it's not hard to believe, you know, they were almost married and now they're not. Um, so this is finally Batman sort of just saying enough already. I lost my city to Bane. I lost my city to, uh, the architect, to all these different people. I've rebuilt Gotham in the image that I thought would be best because I've lost Alfred. I've lost everything. I'm going to fight to get my city back. And then Joker shows back up and be like, excuse me, bitch. This is my city now. You have been gone. I and, and it's not just, like, the idea of Joker War, which we thought was going to be, and might still be, the, the three Jokers that were created or confirmed. I don't know. No. The Joker War is Joker is bringing war to Gotham. And one of the, uh, bless you, Swiss. Cat sneeze. One of the one of the uh, panels in this book is um, Lucius and Batman are talking. Lucius Fox is trying to fix Batman up because he's got this arrow stuck in his leg, and it's not good news. And um, Batman is explaining to him like, "You don't get it. Like, no one has really been in Gotham for a Joker war before." And and you know he's saying, uh, I think Lucius says something like, "We could be looking at hundreds of deaths. We could be looking at thousands of deaths." And the idea that there is this character out there, Joker, who can just he's he is a at this point he is a, na- a force of nature when joker shows up people die he is very literally a hurricane he is a death hurricane and that's the 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 feeling you get joker at this point has stolen batman's house he he controls wayne enterprises it's it's bonkers it's absolutely bonkers um but it was just sort of the preamble so it's not like you know a pick of the week kind of book but it's one of these books where you read it, you're like, damn, that is messed up. Well, is, are, is it just Batman, or does he have any of his sidekicks? Well, Batman, so all of these, so that's a great question. So the Joker War is going to peel through all the books. And in, in, in reality, this is like a Blackest Night event. This is a major event. So you could go read Teen Titans or, or you know, Robin and all this other stuff, and De- Detective Comics, Catwoman. All these books are intertwining right now, as they do, you know. Um, I actually think there's, like, a checklist for Joker War, specifically. I can show you. Uh, I don't want to give away too much of the cool stuff that happens in the issue, though. Uh, well, Joker War, like, ri- like goes through the entire Bat family, though. Um, oh, yeah, there is one other thing I'll mention, is that uh, Catwoman is thought to be dead. So Batman's calling her, and she's like, no, I survived that. And then he keeps talking, but Catwoman passes out. Yeah, she just didn't want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> I thought that was cute. I do that all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Moving on. Uh, I have in my hands Tom King's Strange Adventures, issue two. Um, so, as kinetic and as like jarring and as bouncing around as some of the books are, this is just a straight story. Each issue, each panel, page basically is the exact same panel count. Like, you see this? Mm-hmm. I love this. This is such a different version of comics that I had forgotten could exist. Look at how simplistic and how easy this is to read. There's not a lot of splash pages. It's just very much, here is the story. 
Very it, boxy. Very boxy, but in a good, very positive way. And when there is a number of boxes, it leads into a splash page. It's just so well written and so well done. And, you know, I love the idea of taking two characters who don't get a lot of love, like Mr. Terrific and Adam Strange, and putting them into one comic. Um, I spoke very briefly with Tom King on uh, Twitter last night, uh, asking him about all these different questions. So Mr. Terrific's little T-balls are basically constantly asking him questions, because I believe he's the third smartest man in the world. I forget his actual tagline. But I asked him, like, hey... Tom, did you know a lot of these, like, little fun facts? Um, so, one of the fun facts is, uh, there is some soul of goodness in things, e- in things evil. Would men observingly, observingly distill it out? I can't pronounce it right. And then, uh, Mr. Terrific replies back with, uh, Shakespeare, Henry V, 1599. And one of the T-balls says, correct. And I'm like, Tom, did you know this? Did you know these little like fun facts that you put into all of these issues? Because they're all they're all real things. Nice. And he's like, some of them I knew, some of them I had to Google, others I didn't know. And I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but I'm not as smart as Mr. T. So uh, or Empty, he called him Empty because Mr. T is obviously somebody else. <laughs> um, so I love the issue, and what we're seeing here is we're seeing somebody like Mr. Terrific who has this crazy uh, intellect. And, uh, of course, in the first issue, you know, Adam Strange goes to Mr. Terrific and he says, or he goes to Batman and he says, I need you to clear my name. Because people think that Adam Strange is actually a war, uh, not a war hero, but a war criminal. And he should be brought up on charges for, essentially, genocide. And Adam Strange is like, I didn't do any of this. Here's my book. Read my story. You can tell me, Batman, if I'm lying. And Batman immediately reads it and goes, I don't got time for this. And brings it over to Mr. Terrific. And Mr. Terrific reads it. And because he is smarter than Batman, he might not be a detective like Batman is, but he is literally smarter than Batman. Mr. Terrific is coming up with essentially building his own dossier on Adam Strange. And he's going to bring that to the Justice League and be like, look, this is what this guy really is. And that's how the issue ends. And I'm just like... Yeah, it's a 12-issue, like, like I said in the first one, it's a 12-issue maxi-series, so we're going to get an ending. We know where this is going. Are there any other characters besides Mr. Terrific and Batman that are, have been involved? Uh, not, not, not yet. Um, although there is a great cameo of, uh, what the hell's the guy's name? The, the pig-faced butcher guy that Batman's always fighting? Uh. Anyway, it's, it's one of these great things where Batman is talking to Mr. Terrific about what's going on with Adam Strange, and he's just beating the hell out of this uh, pig-faced guy. It's really, it's really great. Like, I love when Batman is so disinterested in some of his rogue gallery that are like, like, like Z-tier rogue gallery members are just like, ah, come on, dude, get the hell out of here. Like, he doesn't even have time to deal with Pigface Man, whose name I can't remember. Um, but it's just great. Like, it harkens me all, it always harkens me back to that, that, uh, you know, forever beautiful shot of uh, Guy Gardner versus Batman, where Guy Gardner pisses off Batman and Batman decks him, and Nort just starts yelling out, One punch! One punch! It always reminds me of that, watching Batman just dismantle some random Jill Bear. At, oh, anyway, good book, but not my pick of the week. And it's not my pick of the week because this book that I'm about to show you guys beat the hell out of me. Like, oh my god, it was so brutal. So, a little bit of backstory. Uh, there has been a couple of volumes of this story already, and I have not been reading any of it. It started coming out about the time that shops were closing. I didn't get in on it. I, I've had my my jujitsu coach tell me that it's great. I've had other friends tell me that it's great and that I need to get involved in this. 
and it's called Deceased. So I finally found an issue one that I can get my hands on. So this is Deceased, uh, volume, I think, three at this point? Anyway, it's Dead Planet, and this is issue one of seven. Again, another terminal book. Now, in Deceased, this is dealing with, like, Earth 2 and, and alternate reality stuff. But as you can see on the cover here, we have our new Trinity. That's Damien Batman. That is John Kent, uh, who is Clark and uh, um, Lois's son. So these are the super uh, the super boys. They've grown up. Uh, of course, we have um, uh, Wonder Girl is now Wonder Woman. There's Constantine, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing doesn't make an appearance in this issue specifically. But the issue starts. I'm just going to read the first page just so you understand. Uh, the issue starts with We Lost. We lost our heroes. We lost our whole world. So when you start that, you know that you're already like knee deep into a story. And they do, uh, uh, I think it's Tom Taylor. Yeah, Tom Taylor does a great job of sort of giving you breadcrumbs. Like, hey, this is what happened to the previous Earth. You might want to go look into this, you know? Mm -hmm. But not actually telling you the whole story. As you read this issue, um, you find out that Cyborg... Uh, who was killed at the end of one of these deceased volumes, as so many heroes have been, um, by... So, you do remember, you know, that uh, Darkseid's always looking for the anti-life equation, right? Yeah. Well, the concept of deceased is it happens. The anti-life equation is real. Turns out the anti-life equation is literally anti-life. So, instead of it just being death, it's life for the dead. So it's essentially Marvel zombies, but in the DC universe. The difference, though, is that Robert Kirkman did Marvel zombies with a little bit of... Hey, 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 zombies. Just look at these zombies. Zombies. <laughs> this is Tom Taylor saying, no, 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 no. What if Batman was a fucking zombie? And it's one of those moments where you're, you're, you see Wonder Woman shows up, zombie Wonder Woman shows up, and it is terrifying. So they, they maintain all their powers, they maintain most of their cognitive ability, but they're zombies, and they have the powers of gods. So it's not just like, you know, some shambling kind of... Yeah. This, is, this is Wonder Woman, this is almost on the same level of Blackest Night Wonder Woman, where all the heroes, you know, were resurrected, but they were being controlled by Necron, right? Through the, the Black Lantern mm -hmm. rings. This isn't anything like that. Like, Wonder Woman shows up, she's a zombie... She starts killing people. And she, she, that's just what she's doing. It's terrifying. And it makes me want to go back and read the other Deceased, just because it is such a novel take on the, the zombie mythos, you know? Like, we've all watched a hundred zombie movies at this point, but you've never seen, well, what if Superman was a zombie? I mean, we've seen jokes about, you know, zombie... No, 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 no. Not zombie Superman, but Superman who just wants to kill you. He has no other purpose in life. In fact, there's this really amazing shot. I find out what happened to the original Superman. So Superman is a zombie. He's trying to take life wherever possible, right? Mm -hmm. So the biggest source of life in this universe, where Earth is, would be what? What is the most, what is the most energy, most life energy that you could find circling around our planet or we're circling around? The sun. The sun. Yeah. So we've, we come back to our Earth. John Kent comes back to try and save Cyborg, and they, there's this, like, blip in the screen. They're like, why is the Earth getting colder? And then somebody looks over and goes, your dad's still eating the sun. And you just see this image of, of Superman just standing there with his arms out with the, the sun, like, beating into him. So we know that 
Superman, our Superman, is still out there absorbing, eating the sun. Wow. And it's just, I'm just sitting there like, oh my god! It's just, it's one kick in the balls after another, after another. There are major, major deaths. Again, it's a, it's an out-of-canon storyline, so deaths probably don't matter. But if they do, then Jesus Christ! Damn. It, now, you said that... Um, Swamp Thing is on the cover, but he's not in this issue. Mm. Um, do you feel like he's missing? Not really. This issue? No, I, I think I, like... I think he's probably just going to show up later on. Okay. Um, Are there is there a character that you would love to see? I, so I don't even know because I'm so like I joined what is essentially on like season five. Like I just showed up. So you're pretty happy with what they're doing with it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to know what happened. You just want to know more. The problem here is that the first volume of DC's was only six issues. Yeah. So DC Comics produced it in a beautiful hardcover, and they want 30 effing dollars for this comic. Wow. No. I will not give you $30 for a six-issue miniseries. I don't care if it is hardcover. No. <laughs> so when they produce the softcover version of it, or if the price drops on the hardcover to something reasonable, then yeah, I'm, I'm, I, oh my god. Like, I need everything deceased, as long as it's written by Tom Taylor. I need to know more of this continuity. I... This is, it's brutal. It's brutal. And, uh, you know, this is, it's, it's the perfect book to end my read pile because, it, again, my entire read pile is dealing with loss, dealing with the loss of loved ones. And in DC, it's like, nah, nah, we're going to deal with the loss of an entire Justice League. Wow. That sounds let me, amazing. Let me see if I can just show you. I want to see your reaction um, when I, when... I do plan on reading. I know, no. I just want. I just want you to okay. see. I just want you to see what what zombie Wonder Woman looks like. Oh, here's Joker War. See, look. Oh, okay. There's there's all the titles that Joker War. Here, I'll show it home. This is what Joker War will will pertain to. You can see all those different titles. So you can read that. Let me see if I can find without spoiling. Oh no, never mind. You can't see it without a big spoiler. Never mind. Uh, never mind. Uh, okay, I'll have never to mind. See. I'll have to see. All right. So to recap. Uh, my pick of the week, as I've been rolling on and on about, is Deceased Dead Planet Issue 1. Check it out at your local comic shop. Check it out at DC Online if it's available. Definitely give it a read. Uh, I'm going to try and find, uh, if, if nothing else, the digital versions of Deceased, because wow, that's amazing. And uh, L's pick of the week is Wonder Woman Issue, is at 758? Let me double check. Yep, Issue 758. Both of these were made available this week at your local comic shop. It might have just taken until today for them to get there. Anything else you want to mention, Elf? No, I'm good. All right, make sure you check in with our friends at the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter. You can join the conversation whenever you like. Uh, I host another podcast called, uh, well, I don't even know what it's called anymore, but it's my buddy Jesse and I, and we are Team Hamifist. You can check in with the IndieCast. You can check in with our good friends uh, Maximus, Chatimus, Maximus, uh, and, of course, Zach Romero. Everyone on uh, the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network. Luna is there, too. She will make fun of you, I promise. But... Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We'll see you guys real soon. And uh, let us know what's on your read pile. On your The Read Pile. <laughs> Say goodbye, Elle. Bye, Elle.